What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode 2-3, a.k.a. episode number whip 16 of the Respect the Combat podcast. For those that don't know, my name is Mr. Doneski, and always with me, Mr. Trico or 10 Oh. Why am I sounding like this? What's up, though, man? <laughs> you should have stopped me. <laughs> you should have stopped me. I just want to get a good laugh of it. Oh, my gosh. I but, hate yo, you. All right. But, yo, well, what's up, RTC fans? But, um, yeah, uh, we are at nearly end of January, and then we're getting closer uh, to February, which is Black History Month. So, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to, to that. Of course, it's... Um, my birthday month as well, so um, yeah, we're looking forward to another uh, see what what February has in store uh, for for us. Uh, but um, without further ado, let's get started with our first topic. And we shall. So, for those that didn't realize it, last Saturday, let's talk about some uh, UFC 257, the fallout, and Conor McGregor getting posterized inside eight nine minutes. Really, which I felt that was coming, but I didn't think it would happen the way it did. Because Connor now, and I don't think he realized it, the amount of leg kicks he took in that fight put is now he's not even eligible to fight again or even train again until July, till August. He's on a 180 day medical suspension which is nuts. And yes, this entire fight card was built on Connor and Dustin, which Connor, which Dustin wants the title. If Habib's not back, he not coming back. He wants the title. But will Michael Chandler, who also made his UFC, not his Bellator, his UFC debut, Wants Dustin. So is it going to be Poirier versus Chandler for the vacated lightweight title? Or is it just going to be a title eliminator to get Habib back? What do you think? Hmm. When it comes to um to the Connor situation, uh, I want you guys to, to bear with me on this one. I have a split feeling that he might um if he doesn't stay with the UFC, that he might get a contract with the WWE. Now, bear with me on this one. So That is a bad idea, by the way. Yeah, but, uh, but bear with me on this one. You know how Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey lost badly in their last uh, UFC fights, and then somehow they, they turned over the, uh, to, to WWE? Yeah, I feel like that, 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 might, uh, that might happen in the same situation with Conor McGregor. But think about this for, for, for Conor McGregor. He has that cocky and uh, whatever he does it like uh, um like the promos like when, when he does like um uh, do the um the standby the like the the the, uh, the conf the conference and stuff like that like he has that that copy that that cocky attitude to like when to like when you're about to do a promo in the WWE 
he has that cockiness of uh, attitude. So like, and, and you know, like the back when uh, with the rumors spread around, he was going to join WWE. Like fans were like getting so much heat from him, and so I feel like he could be that type of heel guy to be in the uh, to be in the WWE uh, if he were to leave UFC right now. If he... That won't happen because, like, you mentioned Ronda and Brock. Brock has respect for the business and the industry. Yes, he left in 03 to pursue a career in football and a UFC career. However, with both of those, he was in that age range to where it was either now or never, and he went for it. Yes, he got booed out the garden when he did it, but he went for it was a success in the UFC. Football, let's move on, but he was a success. Ronda, granted, she cut that heel promo that every pissed off everybody that said wrestling take on a Ryback-style promo, but she was supposed to be the heel and get people to hate her enough to want Becky over. Like, the second Charlotte got added to the match at that Mania two years ago, the focus was like, we tolerate Ronda, we want Becky, screw Charlotte. That should not have been the match dynamic, but Ronda had to get the dynamic to change in some random way, shape, or form. Because if you think about it, she got blessed with an ass Piper to use the rowdy name while she was still in Strike Force, and then the whole force horsewomen thing, who else do you think she got the blessing from? Her, Jessamyn, Marina, and Shayna got the blessing from Lacey's baby daddy. Hmm. So, yeah, Ronda has respect for the industry. Conor McGregor, on the other hand, has publicly stated on multiple occasions he, he does not care and disrespect it and said he would come in here and slap everybody. And heck, even the Wrestling Observer even said it. Connor would get, yes, he would get shot up the same, the card the same way Goldberg is, Brock is, and Ronda is. But Connor doesn't have the size as any of the three of them. So you put Goldberg versus, I mean, Connor versus Drew, Connor versus Goldberg, Connor versus Roman. Connor would get destroyed. That would not be a good matchup. And one of them get dropped by a one shot. And you know Connor would want creative control over everything he does. It's game over. So I am not a fan of that trade. But something I am a fan of that came out of this is Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes being the possibility. Yes, I know Juliana's been on a hot streak and called out Amanda Nunes, but she really hasn't done anything since 2015, 2016, when she won the Ultimate Fighter. While the year that both coaches have already been fed to Amanda Nunes and she's trying to be the one to break away from Amanda. And that year, and that season, of course, was. Ronda versus Misha, but Misha lasted longer than Ronda with Amanda, and Juliana thinks she can beat Amanda. I'm like, no. 
do Wait. I want? But did you see? Uh, did you see the statement that she said? Who Amanda? No, nah, uh, Julia. She wants Amanda and thinks that Amanda's not going to step up. Ama I saw Amanda's rebuttal and I agreed with it because Juliana's not been, hasn't sniffed anything since she won a tough contract. But here's the thing all that can get shut down by Megan Anderson coming up very soon. So if Megan Anderson could come out and do basically pull a thug rose, do what Amanda did to Rhonda and Misha. Um, Rhonda, Misha, and Holly do what Rose did to Rose and Wei Lee did to Ioana. Had that big a shocker in the women's strong bantamweight division? Then we'll see. And then Juliana's whole argument is no void because she does not have that weight. Like this entire UFC 257 was built on the back of Conor McGregor. And like if you're a Ultimate Fighter fan. That's how this card was built. But cards that were built properly with... And I say this with the utmost respect. The Paul brothers don't deserve the high-profile fights they're getting. And one of them, I hope y'all are able to get y'all money back. Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather got postponed with no date confirmed yet. The reason why is because uh, you know how Floyd Mayweather is. He liked to fight in his home state, in a home arena in um, in Vegas. So that's why they uh, postponed that 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 fight because um, he wanted to try to get like the uh, people to be uh, like one of the uh, uh, Vegas uh, Vegas arena. I mean, they can still do it, but with a, a limited capacity, they can still uh, they can still do that. I mean, uh, that's why they postponed that fight because. Um, if they did it in that same arena that uh, the way Tyson Roy Jones dude did theirs at, then nah, the Floyd Bears not gonna do that. Like I'm not putting my money on on that to be in that arena because well, because Vegas that's his own turf and that's where that, that's where he feels confident at. And but um but the other fights like okay, Jake Paul, uh, intro that before you do. Yeah, yeah, I do agree that Floyd doesn't want to fight outside of Vegas. But even if that does is the case, or if it isn't, Vegas won't open up to have massive crowds again, at least for another year or two. So I'm not waiting until 2022 or 2023 to see Floyd Mayweather in his mid-50s, close to 50, mind you, against Logan Paul. In 2022-2023, I'm not for that. But what I think I am for and what is confirmed, Jake ran his mouth and on April to Dana White and Dana White bit the bucket and on the same fight night that he has a 185 middleweight title eliminator between Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa, he has okayed Jake Paul and Ben Askren to go at it in the boxing ring. And I'm like, this has got to be a Jake Paul masterpiece. This is so Jake Paul. Like to go not only against an MMA, a former MMA fighter that was a success in the WEC, but a failed UFC fighter, 0-2 and then retired. 
Yeah, we see what happened there. But he still got ties with the UFC, and Dana okayed that. And the fact he's okaying it to go head-to-head with Paulo Costa and Robert Whitaker, winner gets the winner most likely is one of the top contenders for Iggy after he gets done with Juan. I'm like, yeah, that is a Jake Paul masterpiece. So it's on Jake Paul to knock out Ben Askren or we could see something totally insane. Do you think this event will get a lot of um, pay-per-view buys like the uh, Tyson and Roy Jones event did? Uh, no. And look, I will say that this, Tyson and Jones got a lot of pay-per-view buys because of the nostalgia factor and so many people that were boxing fans in the 90s just curious about the return of Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. With this, I'm not at all concerned or entertained by the return of Mike Tyson or Roy Jones. I mean, Ben Askren or Jake Paul. Because it's like, really? And the only... Re- and it's just a m- cash grab for everybody. So I'm not interested or what are you going to do? So, yeah, Jake Paul can miss me with all that. <laughs> but there were some... And then the UFC is not only going ahead with a Jake Paul fight, it also got the next all-elite wrestling pay-per-view pushed back because it was originally scheduled for the end of February. However, it got pushed back, not to March 6th, which is what we thought, but UFC 259 got it pushed all the way to Sunday, March 7th on BR Live, which is very intriguing that AEW is going away from their Saturday just to avoid a clash with the UFC. But considering Turner is not trying to go head-to-head with Disney and ESPN, which we'll get to in a sec on who ESPN is, I mean, who is trying to go head-to-head and fight ESPN. So I kind of like it. It's a bit of a change, and it'll be interesting to see just the numbers. Can Shaq, and yes, I said Shaq for all, all the fans of us, can Shaq draw even on a Sunday after two NBA, after multiple NBA games? Can Shaq draw during March Madness? We'll see. Because the match basically got hinted at this week on Dynamite. And probably the only match I'm really looking forward to as of right now is Shaq and Brandy Rhodes' biggest rival in Jade versus Brandy Rhodes' husband and Cody Rhodes and her protege, Red Velvet. And the fact I said all that and it's legit scares me. But I do have two points to this. It is one, 
since it's moved on a Sunday, uh, and normally the AEW pay-per-views be on a Saturday, you got to think about this. Is this a, a one-time thing or this going to be permitted so that way that, or that all of their pay-per-views is going to be on a Sunday instead of a Saturday? And number two, I think this is going to make a lot of pay-per-view viral because first off, you got Sting, who's going to be wrestling for the first time in the AEW pay-per-view. And not only that, you will have Shaq on there. So I think this is probably going to, uh, it probably going to be um, Revolution 2021 will probably be AEW's best um, pay-per-view buy rate of all time. It could, have, it could, might be. Maybe. We'll see what the rest of the card is over the next few weeks. Because the women's title stuff I'm not looking forward to. Because it really, that division's not really sold me. The world title picture, we'll see what's up. Most likely it's going to be Mox and Kenny. Tag title. Looks like it's going to be the Good Brothers versus the Bucks after they tease that this week. But other than that, so the Bucks versus the Good Brothers or the Bucks versus a tag team and then our circle, one to two, because they've got that whole battle royal next week when it gets that match. And then, yeah, we'll see. It's so confusing. But speaking of things that should have really enticed everybody but will kind of entice me a little bit if they actually promoted it right is this sunday's 2k21 royal rumble pay-per-view which i have pretty much deemed and it is official the worst hyped royal rumble pay-per-view in the last 15 years because honestly, are you really excited for this Sunday, Trico? Uh, not really. Yeah. Because to be honest, especially after a tweet by Russell Votes, I'm really not looking forward to how this could go. It's rematch city because we saw Kevin Owens and Roman, TLC, and a few other previous pay per views because he jumped right into that rivalry after the Jey Uso stuff. Carmelo versus Sasha, which, yeah, like the best part is the man is Carmela's sommelier, Reginald. Like Carmela still is not world title contender for me. Put that boy in 205 live. Put that boy or NST because he get really can go. Oh yeah, that bad. But then again, he was fighting Sasha. That's what put him over. <laughs> Sasha can basically get anybody over. And then um, freaking Nia Jax and Shayna versus Charlotte. Two people that have been feuding in single suits for the last like two weeks, for the last month for the women's tag titles. Does that make no sense? I mean, I mean, they're getting a rematch, but like, does this really need to happen at the Royal Rumble? Is this match really need There's to no hype in that match? Yeah, because does it really need to happen? Because the only reason Oscar saw the Raw Women's title, which is what should be on the line tonight at the Rumble, is because Orton did what we all expected and RKO'd Alexis head off on Monday, and then Charlotte. Oh man, they brought her back just to want to be a babyface. 
It comes off a bit heelish, but it is a baby face. And I read the comments online, and it was like, the inver- her dad is basically doing the Triple H and tri- did the Triple H and Trish bit with Lacey Evans. The only difference is Trish didn't kick Stephanie's neck off. Lacey hits Charlotte dead square in the throat. Yeah. And then let's just say there was a Russell Votes tweet that really pissed me off. That made me not excited for either not only Russell Votes, but also the backstage setup made me not excited for either Royal Rumble. Because backstage is supposedly just giving away the number one and number two from the women's Royal Rumble and the number 30 for the men. The number 30 for the men. You know how... That means they have no surprise entrance, but you... I would kill somebody over just even releasing that info. No, I'm not doing it on here, saying who number 30 is. Trico, say what your thoughts are on that one before I even get to what was said on the Wrestling Observer by Russell Oates. What are your thoughts? Like, why? Why would you do that? Like, you know that every Royal Rumble, that, that number 30 spot is supposed to be a surprise. But now, since you're going to spoil what number 30 is going to be, now we just have to wait what number 29 is going to be. We And now we just hoping that number 29 be an actual surprise. Since you gave us 30 away. Like, what the freak? Like, uh, but like, for the number two uh, uh, women's, I don't mind that. that yeah, number. one and two, I don't mind. I just wish they would have did something like that on Raw and SmackDown rather than on a random WWE backstage preview show. But here's why. They have no surprise for the women. And WrestleVotes even said that there is a plan that is seriously getting considered that will piss a lot of people off for the men. And you know there is a surprise that WWE could do for the number 30 for the women that isn't a surprise that will piss everybody off because it is about 10 years too late to even try something like this. The number 30 in the women and the winner of the 20, and this is my prediction, even though I would love and beg them to put give this win to Bianca, the number 30 entrant and the winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble is the same sole survivor at Survivor Series for the women, Lana. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, can you say that one more time? I think my ear is Can you say that one more time? Can I, you, I you? like your reaction was mine when they said that on Wrestling Observer Live. And when I heard it, that was the most logical thing to make me think. Why are they only releasing one and two for the women and number 30 for the men? This is literally what, and with as crazy as the writing has been, and the booking, especially for Lana herself, I think that's what they're going to do. 
Okay, if that is true, if that is true, this is how I see the storyline going on the road to WrestleMania. If Lana wins the World Rumble, then she would have to pull out the impossible of getting her revenge on Nia Jack by eliminating her. It don't matter if she do it by herself or she has some help or not. And then after that, maybe like during that elimination chamber or fast lane, Nia gets pissed. And then, like, uh, you put up your WrestleMania spot, and then, like, that's how I see the thing happening if Lana wins. Because Asuka, Asuka was teaming with Lana before Nia took her out. And then Asuka won the titles with Charlotte, so you could easily, like, randomly, like, confirm the heel turn off of that. So it just makes so stupid. But with this creative team, I could see that happening. But that wasn't the result that set from WrestleVotes that said it would trigger everybody. It was the men's. So it's either they do something like that with the Fiend returning or the Fiend randomly shows up, gets Randy Orton out, and that's how he wins. Or Drew kicks the crap and retains the WWE title early in the night. And then all you hear before number 30 in the rumble, and you he wins, and we get spear versus spear, take two at Mania. Yeah, that was my three predictions. When it comes to Royal Rumble, so like whoever wins the WWE title between Drew McIntyre or Goldberg, the loser will end up going into the Royal Rumble and then end up winning. Like, for example, if Goldberg wins the title, Drew enters the Royal Rumble, wins it, but then challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal title and kind of have a rematch for what they did at, at Survivor Series. And then same thing, like, if Drew retains his title and Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble, then challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal title. But um, but with the Fiend situation, I think Alessa Bliss, that, that I bear with me on this one, Alessa Bliss enters the Royal Rumble, then her and Randy Orton be the last person standing. She dumps uh, uh, Randy Orton out, and then the lights turn off, and then before you know it, it's the Fiend. Yep, that is one thought and one prediction that I was hearing, and that makes so much logical sense after what we've been seeing from Alexa Bliss. So, yeah, even though I want Bianca and either Cesaro, Shinsuke, Big E, or heck, even Daniel Bryan, it's going to be probably Lana which I hate to say it, but with the way this writing team is being, I could easily see that happening. Lana and either Goldberg or Drew. <clears throat> and with that being said, so we can calm down our listeners. Y'all can just take it easy. But before we go to break, let's just show this little clip of what we've got in store for you on Patreon this week. Me and Trico wanted to discuss our 
top five favorite video games from 2020 going into now February. So there's going to be no more 2020 countdowns after this one, but join us with the last one, shall we? Yep, let's get it. So my number five, ironically, is a five, but... Uber Eats is known for having hot food online, but launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop! And what's up, guys? And we are back. I know I was about to get backhanded, thank God for a computer screen, over the last segment. But how? other than that, how you doing, Trico? Uh, based on the, on the other comment, I mean, that, that sounds more accurate to what um, musical performance that they're going to have at the Royal Rumble. Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to include that, but okay. But speaking of mu- musical performances at big major events, let's just hop into next Sunday's Super Bowl 55 after that got confirmed last Sunday with the Bucks and the Chiefs. I think, first off, who, you, who do you have and why? I'm going to have to go with the, um, the, the Bucks because, number one, Tom Brady and Rod Kajowski, they're like the uh, the dynamic duo. And number two, this is the first team to be playing in the Super Bowl at their home turf. I do agree with that. But I do think the Chiefs. So you have Brady going for number, I believe, seven. I believe seven. Number number seven and trying to get into that Peyton Manning air of two rings with two separate teams before he retires. Because we all saw what happened in the conference playoff round with the Saints. Drew Brees retired. After that, we saw Phillip Rivers retire. Does Brady want to hang it up? Or will he just go through and win it? But then on the other side with the Chiefs, you have one of the premier athletes in the league, young athletes, and then also going for a back-to-back title in Mahomes. I think he can pull it off, especially with Andy Reid, like, guiding him as head coach. And then also, as I was talking about musical performances, The weekend is actually headlining the halftime show this year, which I think, unless you do, like, the virtual screens – and stuff on the field, I don't know how they're going to pull that off and still abide by CDC co- protocol. I think they're just going to have him uh, uh, performing instead of like having other um, artists join uh, join him because uh, in previous, you know, how in previous Super Bowls that uh, not only you had the major um, the artist performing, but you also have the like, so supporting uh, acts with them. So I think it's just going to be him alone in uh, like 
maybe he'll have some few damages a bit behind him and stuff like that. He probably could do that, but like as far as the uh, like the supporting artists, I don't think they'll probably gonna be in attendance either. Yeah, that was I was less concerned about the uh, like the other unannounced artists that are gonna be performing at the Super Bowl in the halftime show. I was more concerned about the background dancers. So pretty much every dancer and every Super Bowl, like they have dancers cover the entire like field and elevated platforms. You do that this year, you know the CDC will shut down anything involving the NFL after like almost instantly. So I don't see that happening this year. And then, yes, it's going to be a 3.30 PST with a 6.30 EST start time. Bucks, Chiefs, Shriek and I are opposite sides, but I think it's going to be a good game. Do I see high scoring? Yeah, yeah. I'll say yes for now, but we'll see next Sunday. But that's going to be good. And then also, let's end with something. Before we get into the game updates, let's go with something that this Saturday that is actually going to be a pleasant rumble, and that will be a good little bit, not that piece of garbage that's going to be on Sunday, but the up, up, down, down Royal Rumble extravaganza and the four matches as of Thursday after the Battle of the Brands is as follows and these are all the four confirmed matches. The rematch of the LaGuardia 10 Kofi Kingston Mr. 24-7 versus the VGOG Shelton Benjamin the War Games payback match with, I don't know if you call her a heel or a baby face since she's one of Creed's trainers, but she did basically destroy her opponent's knee. Again, Battle of the Busted Knees, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, Or should we say BR start versus left, B- right, BRE start versus left, right, left, right. You could say that too. And speaking of all three factions, BRE start, left, right, left, right, and up, up, down, down. The up, up, down, down Royal Rumble is as follows. Representing left, right, left, right, Adam Cole and the Swiss cyborg Cesaro. Representing BRE start. Jessamyn Duke, Mia Yim, and Shayna Baszler. And then, as revealed on not dog start. Where is dog? What the heck? Mute your screen, please. But as revealed on um, oh, first, you have Daddy, Miss Liv Morgan, and the Messiah of the Power Game, Mr. Joe Samoa Joe. And as revealed by this week's Battle of the Brands, Woods ascending quite possibly his second gun to try and get the title from either of our championship competitors and Big 
E. But that's not all, folks. That is not all. No, 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 no. The up, up, down, down, or left, right, left, right title, however you see that, will be defended in the Survivor Series cash-in matchup between Tyler Breeze and Mr. I hate PlayStation controllers, <laughs> AJ Styles, all this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. PST, 10 a.m. EST. Who was you know, there? Who would you say you have your money on? Uh, or AJ? AJ can't play with anything other than an Xbox controller. I'm going Breeze. <laughs> what is AJ's working on the show? <laughs> By the way, what is I, AJ? I lost count. <laughs> Not the amount of controllers and systems he's broken. I'm talking about his overall record. Like, he may have the worst win percentage since, and I don't want to dwell on it, but Zelina, since Zelina left. He may have the worst win percentage. <laughs> it's either him or Corbin. So that's crazy. But that's a Saturday. Let's talk about some stuff that is this month overall and then end it with some MK, more MK news that may be next Sunday that we actually get to see some payoff to. This month actually is the 35th anniversary of the OG game that started so much in gaming, really. Not just the fighting game, not just side-scrollers, not just platformers, but the 30th anniversary for Super Mario, baby. Mario! Which system did you first play your first Mario? Uh, I would have to say the uh, the very first um, Super Mario Brothers on the I think now on the I, I now on the sixty four, but the on the um, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yeah, yeah, that was me too. Super Nintendo was my first intro into it. But to think, Super Mario hits thirty five this month is nuts. But it's crazy to say that. And, bruh, you can't, like, there's no aspect of video gaming that that game or that series has not touched. But something that has touched a smaller demographic with from that is Mortal Kombat. Yes, we saw a bit of the teaser trailer. The teaser trailer. Which, to be honest, they might as well have not released it because it was like four shots and one line from the Sonya Blade. But that got released, and the full length trailer is supposedly coming out, expected sometime early February. What better time to premiere that, even though? HBO is very different than CBS and Fox. Then next Sunday. So I feel like one of the commercials next Sunday will be the full-length trailer of Mortal Kombat, the movie that will be on HBO Max and in theaters April 16th. Crazy, huh? I think that is the obvious um, date that you could probably... uh 
uh, show the first trailer on the Super Bowl because like you can't air like the uh, the other movies that's like not going to be on the streaming version because you uh, because for example Black Widow like they already teased that I think they already teased that last year and um and then, and then somehow it got delayed like you don't want to put movies on there on the um for the Super Bowl trailer and you don't know that that might get delayed again so if you ask me I would say like as far as movie trailers is concerned, you probably could put like uh, some Netflix uh, movies on there. Um, yeah, one of HBO Max slash Warner Brothers can, uh, can go on there on there too, and maybe um, another trailer to um, Amazon Prime movies like Coming to America too. That could be another suggestion. Well, next Sunday is going to be a lot better than this Sunday. I'll say that much, but we'll get to the fallout of all that and more next. Friday, right here, wherever you can get all your podcast news from your friendly neighborhood, Mr. Fullerton and Mr. Key. And until next Friday, we both just want to say thank you all for joining us for this little bit of time. Much love and two fingers, man. See y'all next week. <laughs>